I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode we bring less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In the current episode we're going to focus on controlling stomach worms, more importantly improving the sustainability of this practice. We know that allotomatic resistance is one of the key challenges for the sheep industry and requires a change in some of our routine control practices over the coming seasons. To expand on the subject further, we're joined by Chagas researcher Dr. Orla Keane, who discusses four key areas that will help us maintain a susceptible worm population and prolong the efficacy of the commonly used antelmetic products. I suppose in terms of what is resistance, well, antelmetic resistance is when worms um, are not killed by the dose. So when they survive an, an administration of a dose that should kill them. So when all of these products, these antelmetic products are now on the market, when they came out first, they were very effective and they killed all of the worms. But over time, the worms have developed the ability to become resistant. And that means that they're not fully killed by the dose. Um, in terms of the level in Ireland, I suppose we've known for a long time that there's been resistance to the benzamidazoles, which are the white doses, or they're commonly known as, as the white doses. You know, it's been known for a number of years that there's been resistance to those in Ireland and also resistance to levamazole or the yellow doses. But what we've been finding over the last number of years is that there is also resistance to the macrocyclic lactone. So these are the clear doses, the iv- ivermectin, moxidectin type products. And over the last five to six years, we've seen an increasing incidence of those uh, of resistance to those macrocyclic lactone products. So I'd say it's fair to say that there is probably resistance on a lot of sheep farms in Ireland and probably resistance to multiple products on quite a number of sheep farms in Ireland. And she said, Orla, like, it's not a new phenomenon, but it is one that seems to be getting worse and a number of studies will back up that. We are moving to a stage where we need to focus maybe more on how do we manage resistance, how do we limit its effects, and how do we maintain the efficacy of the products that are still working or are still working to a decent efficacy on our farms. What are the couple of key areas we can target on farms to try and maintain the products we have? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, th- so that is true. We we have seen that this problem is getting worse over the last number of years. We've been monitoring this for a while, and we can see that uh, resistance is now um, emerging or evident on more and more farms. So, it's really, really important now that sheep producers take steps to slow the further development of antelmintic resistance. Um, you know, if we if we if we can't control worms, if these if these products completely fail, this is major implications. Um, so I think it's really, really important that people act now to reduce um, the further development of resistance. And one of the ways that you can reduce resistance is by reducing the amount of times that you use an antelmintic product, that you use a wormer. So we know that that lambs uh, will probably need to be treated with an antelmintic, but that is not necessarily the case for mature yews. So in terms of, of the stomach worms, mature yews should have immunity built up and they should not need treatment for stomach worms. So we would say that uh, one way of reducing antelmintic use is to, is to not treat uh, mature yews unless there is a demonstrated need. So there may be some cases where, where uh, yews need treatment. So for example, lactating yearling yews might be under a little bit of pressure. They may need some treatment or if you have a very, very thin 
or immunocompromised yews, they may need a treatment. But in that case, you're treating the individual animal. You're not treating the whole flock. So blanket treatment of the flock should not be required. And if it is required, um, I would say it's probably time to have a chat with your vet or your advisor because there may be an underlying health or nutrition issue that has prevented these yews developing immunity. Again, you know, the, the long-acting macrocyclic lactones are, are used to treat sheep scab. Um, at, and so, again, if you're treating yews for sheep scab, one thing you can do to reduce your antelminthic use is to use, um, for example, plunge dipping for the control of scab instead of the injectable antelminthics. By not dosing yews, look, there's a number of advantages there. We're reducing the overall amount of product use. We're saving as well from that point of view but we're also maintaining refugia yeah. or a susceptible warm population. So, so that would seem to be very much a win-win, Orla. Uh, absolutely, yes. So we know there's a number of risk factors for the development of resistance. One is how much you use the product. And another one is the number of worms that are not exposed to the, to the drug. Every time you expose worms to the drug, you give them the chance to develop resistance. Um, and worms that are not exposed are what we term refugia. So if you leave AOs undosed, you're helping maintain a refugia population on the farm. So really, you're hitting two there of the known risk factors for the development of resistance. So it can be a really powerful way of slowing the development of antelminthic resistance. So that's, that's the first big key area. And it seems like a big win if we can get that one across the line. What other areas can we target? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one, as I said, as you said there, it's a, t it's a total win. You just have to not do something, save time, save money. The second... Um, action that we think most people or everybody should be able to take is uh, to use a white dose, which is a benzamidazole dose, to treat for nematodirus in lambs. So the Department of Agriculture produces a forecast as to when to treat lambs for nematodirus. Now we know that while there is antelminthic resistance in the, in the stomach worms um, that appear later in the season, there is no resistance in nematodirus to any of the products. So the white doses, they're probably not going to be of much use later in the season because uh, an awful lot of farms in Ireland have resistance to those white doses. So if you use the white dose to treat for nematodirus, you are saving the products that may be effective later in the year and uh, you're reducing the exposure of the worms to those products that might be effective later. Um, and the white doses, you know, they're very effective against nematodirus, um, highly, highly effective. So there is no reason not to use them. So again, that covers our early dose and our first dose in the season, possibly even a second dose in some yes. cases for treating nematodirus. And look, it seems logical. It works for nematodirus, but it won't work well later in the year. We know that from your resistance studies. Again, it's another logical approach. Look, we, we've mentioned this one before. If you don't have a problem, you can buy it in or you can potentially buy in a worse problem than you have. Quarantine or where does that fit into it? Yeah, that's a, that's a really key step. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, we know that there is resistance on, on most, if not all, farms in Ireland to at least one of the products, and we're seeing increasing resistance to the macrocyclic lactone products. So if you don't have a problem, 
you don't want one and you don't want to buy it in. So it's really important that you have a good biosecurity protocol to prevent buying in resistant stomach worms. So in addition to the commonly used anthelmintics, which are the white, the yellow and the clear products, there are two new products out on the market. They are the orange dose, which is Zolvix, and the purple dose, which is Startect. Now they are available on veterinary prescription only, but they're both new products and they're not very widely used. So there is no known resistance to either of those products in Ireland. So what we would suggest for anyone who's buying in sheep is that they quarantine treat the animals they're buying in with either the orange dose plus then a yellow or a clear dose or with the purple dose and then a yellow dose. Okay, so in that case, you're giving one dose uh, and then immediately after giving the first dose, you're giving the second dose. So the first option, orange and, uh, for the first dose and then either a yellow or a clear, or the second option is the purple dose followed by the yellow. Um, and so what that will do is, is that will kill any resistant worms that those animals are harboring. So you need to house the sheep for 48 hours after you've quarantined dosed them to allow any worms that are already um, um, any eggs that have already been laid and are already about to be passed out. You need to allow them be passed and then you put the sheep out onto dirty pasture. So that is pasture which is already contaminated with the worms from your farm. So it's ground that has been recently or frequently grazed by sheep. Probably one misconception there that happens quite often Quarantine applies to all sheep coming on the farm. It's not just lambs, it's yolks, it's rams, it's every sheep that basically enters. Yes, it, it applies to every, um, every sheep that enters the farm. So, you know, we did say that yos have immunity. So that means that they have very few worms, but they don't have no worms. So if those few worms that they have are resistant, they will pass eggs out onto your farm. So it's important that you treat all animals that come into the farm um, with the quarantine dose. So that is, you know, the one, uh, one of those other exceptions maybe to, to treating yos or mature, uh, mature stock. Look, when you when you mention treating it, it probably leads us into another key point. Frequently, we'll get asked, when do I need to dose my sheep? Do they need a dose at the moment? The role of faecal egg counting or even determining what works is another key step. It, it, it is. So I suppose, as you mentioned, there are two of the most common questions I get asked is, when will I dose and what will I dose with? And the answer to when you dose is you dose when the lambs need it. And the answer to what you dose with is you dose with what works. So how do you know when they need to be dosed? And the best indicator for that is faecal egg count. So if you take a faecal sample from 10 to 15 lambs in the group um, and you send it in, they will determine how many eggs per gram of faeces and that will give you an indication of when the lambs need to be dosed. So we would say that when the... Um, when the egg count gets up to about 500 eggs per gram or so, that's about the point. That's the point at which you think about dosing. So that's when to dose. In terms of what to dose with, it's really important you dose with a product that works. And now that we know there is resistance out there, um, and that resistance will vary from farm to farm, the way to know uh, what works on your farm is to test. So that involves doing a drench test. So it involves taking a faecal egg count before you treat and that's to just ensure that there is a worm burden present and then to take another faecal sample after you treat and it's seven days after treatment for levamazole uh, 14 days after treatment for for benzamidazole or, or macrocyclic lactones and so you can then calculate the reduction in egg count 
from giving that dose. Um, so, you know, you can use that to determine which products are working on the farm. I think that's an essential step. In fairness, during this top, a lot of flocks would have took that task and actually determined what worked. But we're coming into a stage of the year now who it's suitable again to go back and retest and see what's working on your farm. It would seem a very logical step. Yes, yeah, and it, it, it was really, um, you know, it was a really popular task in STAP and, and lots of people carried it out and I think they, they got some pretty useful information from that. But I suppose, you know, as we mentioned, anthelmintic resistance can emerge. So it's important that this is done periodically, that every um, so often you test what products are working, are the products you think are working, are they still working on the farm? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really important to just keep an eye on that. Like the four steps that you outlined, that they would be applicable to the vast majority of farms out there. It's not exclusive, I suppose, or there is other aspects we've heard to discuss before of how we could possibly reduce the development of resistance or at least maintain efficacy. Um, but if we got them four in place, it would be a big win. Yes, yes. So I suppose one of the reasons that, that we feel that these four are so important is that they're broadly applicable. So most sheep farmers could implement these four steps straight away on their farm. They wouldn't cause uh, much, if any, disruption. Um, and so they're quite easy to adopt. Um, there are, of course, other things that you can do to slow the development of resistance. We know that underdosing can uh, lead to the development of resistance. So it's really important that you uh, weigh the lambs, that you dose to the weight of the heaviest lamb, that you calibrate the gun. Um, and, you know, there's other actions in terms of grazing management that people can take, but they may be a little bit more specific to the system you're operating in. So we focused on these four because we feel that they'll... Um, you know, they're quite high impact and they're broadly applicable to most people. Yeah, Orla, always good to get your insights on it. Thanks very much for giving up your time. Thanks very much, Kieran. Some highly useful points there raised by Orla and some key areas for us to focus on. Again, a proactive approach is needed in dealing with alternative resistance on farms. I suppose that has to start with identifying what works on your own individual farm. The four actions that Orla outlined are applicable to nearly every flock in the country and will have a benefit effect on maintaining product efficacy over the coming seasons. There is a short flyer produced highlighting these key steps and that will be available on the Chagos website in the coming days. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from the Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagos Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us this episode of Ovicast. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.